Hey everyone, welcome to Saturday Night Popcorn. This is Jason. And this is Kai, and we have another great discussion for you today. Uh, the movie of the day is Mean Streets. Uh, it's an older movie, so a lot of people may have already seen it, but if you haven't, just want to give everyone a spoiler warning. Yeah, a uh, spoiler warning for a movie that came out in 1973. Yes, Mean Streets, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, and we have a special guest. Uh, we have Patty, who is my my girlfriend who lives with me and watches all these movies that we have been watching uh, for this podcast with me and uh, and also a good friend of Kai also. So we all know mm-hmm. each other. But Patty, say hi. Hi. But uh, Patty is 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 our we, we have another guest on our podcast, typically uh, Nick, who is our resident uh, sports uh, aficion- aficionado uh, enthusiast, uh, all knowing person. And Patty is an enthusiast of kind of mob style movies. Uh, when I first met her, she was like, yeah, I like Scarface. I like The Godfather. I like anything that has Robert Downey Jr. Or, uh, or uh, uh, who's Robert this guy? And El Robert De Niro. <laughs> All of them. We're just talking about Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. before this. But uh, so uh, Patty chose Mean Streets. Uh, but we, we typically kind of like open this this podcast up with with sort of the same question and I asked this question to Patty first it's like what did you like about the movie what did I like um well I we'll, we'll talk about it more but one of the things that I don't think you might have liked but it, the shots actually like the messiness of uh the the shots and like each sequence of events it just looked really messy I liked that most yeah i i i guess like the 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 grittiness i don't know in terms of like the filmography of martin scorsese i think this is early on in his His filmography right yes his third movie a third movie yes wow okay so it's third move third movie under their belt and uh, you're still trying to like find your way i didn't even think about that now that patty mentioned that like i enjoyed that aspect of the movie also but I didn't even think about the fact that it was still early on in his career. He was still trying to find like how he likes to shoot and which is almost like a run and gun type of style for this, this film. Cause you're following a couple of hoodlums. It, it does seem like that. And, it, and it's, it, you do know, it, it, and it looks like it, it was filmed in like New York because everyone's like staring at everybody. Yeah. There's like people across the street waving at things or everything's just dirty. <laughs> everything's just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> New York in the <laughs> 70s was a different place. It's not right. that Times Square, happy Toy Story, no. Toys R Us they have now. No, no, no chance of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you you kind of alluded to it a little bit. But uh, what about you, Kai? What would you like about that movie? I think that I think the like the grittiness of the movie. Like, I think movies now try to try to be gritty. But the fact that these guys shot it in the 70s in the heart of New York there's no way to capture that now there's really like there's cities that are gritty now but nothing like 70s era new york and so sometimes it can be captured is nice mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be kind of like fake dirty and grittiness when, when yeah. people try to do it now right it's on a movie set in atlanta and it's like oh no we're shooting in new york in the 50s it's like but there's a peach that says george at the end of the movie so <laughs> did you really shoot it in new york 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for for me, I, yeah. Uh, so I think I think kind of like when I when I ended the movie, kind of going into uh, what I really kind of drew from it, and we saw this movie a lot, sort of like a, a few weeks ago, and so it's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think thinking about it and reflecting on it, like throughout like the the last weeks or even today, I think Harvey Keitel, who's like the the main character and the main actor. Uh, in the movie kind of knocks it out of the ballpark on, on the flip side, which is what I kind of didn't like about it. It was, it was uh, Robert De Niro's character and the way it was just like, he's like, <laughs> he's just a douchebag. And like, just like this, like this kid. And I guess it's like to the Testament of like what he's trying to play. He's just this, this kid that doesn't really care about anybody else. But, but I think Harvey Keitel like really kind of, you see why he's still the man's man. And nowadays he's still in like Martin Scorsese films and he's still, yeah. still in these, like these movies where he's like this, like this dude that just is there and you can tell he's like seen a lot of things and stuff. And so I, I think the acting on his part, definitely. And the, and the supporting actors around them kind of like uh, adds to the, the atmosphere too. I think, I think that's true to to this movie is that there's a lot of atmosphere. There's a lot of things going on in the background. There uh, some interesting shots. I, th- I think I remember there was a shot where like they're kind of in the taxi and stuff or like in like the car while they're driving around. And you see that nowadays and you're pretty impressed by those shots and thinking about this movie probably being filmed in the early uh, mid 70s and stuff. So it's like that is a pretty impressive shot to have a. A, a camera kind of hooked up to a car while you're while you're filming. It feels like he, like uh, Scorsese, might have been one of the first to. No, he probably wasn't the first, but he's probably one of the ones that like pioneered that. It does. It does seem like that, right? Like he. Yeah. And there, there's also like there's a lot of people that kind of like I guess would probably emulate sort of like a Martin Martin Scorsese, um, kind of feeling because mm-hmm. uh quinn tarantino does that quite a bit in his movies where yeah I, there, there's reservoir dogs and within like the hateful eight recently like there's like in the that, that wagon that's being driven around and stuff there's like well, shots in, um, once upon a time in hollywood too yeah there's, like, true whole, like, there's that long shot of, of like driving. brad pitt just like walk, driving around mm-hmm. true yeah that's a good one what were you right. gonna say patty uh no i think oh, just okay. echo same thing. <laughs> the uh you mentioned one of your dislikes and it was De Niro that I didn't take many notes. I think at this time I wasn't really taking many notes about movies as I watched them as I do now. <clears throat> but one of the notes I have is uh De Niro is basically playing his his taxi driver character. Uh he's a P- POS piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he I guess he's perfecting it for his taxi yeah. driver character. <laughs> <laughs> He was like yeah. prepping himself for it. He's like, "Oh, Scorsese's gonna make another one of these movies with me only. Let me get ready." Well, I can see where if he is like, all right, there there are some similarities, but then I feel like there's more depth to to the taxi driver character than in Grand. Oh like, yeah, if he's like workshopping things for like that mm-hmm. down the road, but like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, but <laughs> like he's just he's just a. I, again, I would say he's just a douchebag that like yeah. doesn't care what that what that happens around him. He's he's always just spending money. That, that whole scene where he comes in and he's uh Harvey Keitel's character is like being told that like oh Robert De Niro, uh, Robert De Niro's character 
um, owes him a bunch of money and everything. And he's been seeing him like spending money and stuff. And he comes in with like girls and he's buying drinks and stuff. <laughs> it's like, that's a slap to the face for this guy. That's like trying oh, yeah. to like set him, set him straight. And he knows he's a good, good character. He's a good, good guy and stuff. Um, but uh, I, I'll ask you, Patty, what, what, what about mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of, you, you liked about the movie, but what would you, what would you kind of take as like what you didn't like about the movie? Hmm. That's a good question. I should not write about that. Um, I thought it was a little, I guess, like, uh, well, a lot was going on. It was hard to follow um, the story with the girlfriend. I mean, as she appeared more and then she was, uh, you, you could see her in scenes like at the bar or with um, Robert De Niro's uh, character, Johnny Boy. Just more of that, you could understand like why it wasn't good for uh, Charlie Harvey Keitel to uh, want to make the relationship public, like other conflicts. But I felt like that took too long to cut up to catch up with. But at the same time, I can't tell if that's something that could be like uh, better directed or written. Um, just because it still is in sync with the rest of the story and the shots in the sense that we're just looking at Charlie's life and it's like a case study. So there's a lot going on as well. He's There's really no explanation. It's just like, here's my life. Here's what happens. Here's my thoughts. Like everything is just right here, like unfiltered, right in mm-hmm. front of you. You can follow along if you can, but the point is you're taking a look at my life in real time. So I, I think that still wasn't keeping, but it just stood out to me which is a good point it's uh, if it is like a a a viewing of someone's life someone's life can be chaotic you can also look at like some some people's relationships and people's experience and you're like how does this fit into the grand story of things and it's like it doesn't really fit in if it does it does if it doesn't and it's just part of our lives and it kind of like progresses us forward and that's a good point actually i like that 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 uh, it's a it's a snapshot of his life as a character as a person living through kind of like the these times in in New York City, but then like the 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 relationship between that individual. It was what I got from it was that it was Robert De Niro's like was it his like his cousin. sister cousin oh. right okay yeah so there was like that forbidden love or it was like a weird yeah. awkward like. Uh, yeah, I kind of like your cousin too. It's like it's, uh, it's your cousin, but uh, you're kind of a douchebag, so I kind of want to go out with your cousin. Um, but but yeah, it's that's good. Uh, that's a good description of that. I think that gave me a different. Like you saying that gave me a different outlook on the movie because I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was chaotic, like super chaotic. But I didn't kind of take a step back and be like, oh, this is we're a fly on the wall for these two people's lives playing out and seeing how they progress in this however long like span of time i was just like okay there's a lot going on it's typical scorsese so it's going to be three plus hours long and i'm my my brain's going to turn off by hour two and a half but now that you yeah now that you said that i'm like okay let me take a step back and really look at it and i think i would actually i'm jumping ahead a lot but i would keep the rating i gave it yeah okay yeah 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Patty's comments really makes me look at the movie a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think we're gonna have you on again, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I'm a big fan of like mafia movies. They're all different. Um, I think like a good chunk of them are this way. They're more of like a case study, and it's hard to follow. But it's the that's the point it's not supposed to be a normal story it's something that like nobody else would know it's not normal life it's the movies are actually also not like a nice clean plot um and uh, that's what stood out to me also even with all of the movies that martin scorsese has done this is one of the the very few if not i'm I'm blanking on like other movies that are like this but this is like the first one that's um super i guess like there's like no no transitions uh it's like just more chaotic and just like following along someone's uh life like even if you think about documentaries um they're like clean transitions or things like that even if they are like quote-unquote case studies this one yeah. is really different and i think it's more so because you're trying to follow along with charlie's thoughts but he doesn't even know like what thread to follow also because he's trying to be a gangster. He's trying to be a good friend. And he's also trying to just figure out like, well, who am I with those roles also? Yeah. So it's like, it's not necessarily a coming of age, but it's how to live your everyday life. And and a lot of times, like when, when people think about like mobster movies and stuff, like it, it over, fantasizes like the lifestyle but yeah yeah, the lifestyle they're almost like like banditos and everything where it's like oh they're like these 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 cowboys and stuff but this movie does show that like it's 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 hard yeah Yeah. (laughs) it'd be hard sometimes there are some things that are uh that are normal if like you show it to people like this is just more like looks like it's normal it's like oh it's boring but like that's that's what it is it's the reality that's what makes it more relatable also i think just to not sympathize, but just to be like, oh, okay, I get it. That's your life. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that he's not a he's not a high ranking individual in like or like this like top mob dude. Like he's no, they're trying to like they're trying to gain rank, right? Yeah, like he or he's just like, trying to like retire safely in his like little restaurant. He just wants his little <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like there's no such thing though. That I think that knows that. Because blood it, in blood out, right? What? Blood in blood out. <laughs> Which is off topic. My brother's favorite movie, but <laughs> really, every now and then, just like shares a quote, just randomly. Yeah. Conversation. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it's like there's other movies out there, <laughs> but hey, I, I think, um, I think Martin Scorsese does have sort of like this aspect of himself like like what kai was saying that a lot of his movies can be very long in the Mm -hmm. tooth and and a lot of times things are drawn out and and if you take it into patty's perspective like those things could be very necessary because it adds to the kind of building of the environment around the main character or the characters in that world and it kind of shows you other portions of the world around them as they kind of as they navigate that world mm-hmm. but a lot of times it can be where you're like you're like two hours into it and you're kind of looking at your watch 
you're like, this thing could have ended like an hour ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, put it in like a part two or something. Like, this up, come on. They, yeah, and they can be a little long. I always feel like it's necessary. Like, if, if, no. if like, mm-hmm. they put the, they put in the work, it came out like that. Like, I'm like, oh, some things here and there that I think, like, I could have, me, like, as a director, you know, I could have done better or something, or as the, as the actor. But I feel like at the end of the day, I'm always going to be like, yes, I like what you did because you did it. And that's what you mm-hmm. want. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I think but, everything probably was necessary. Like, I don't think there was, I don't think there was anything that could have been cut out that would have made the movie better. Everything that was in there should have been in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you, you couldn't <laughs> imagine as to what did he cut out. And how long was the actual like? Oh yeah, that's film, true. Was it before he Could started editing? <laughs> he said, "I got six hours, hours uh, of yeah. a movie," and they're like, "No, we paid you for two. <laughs> I just saw something a couple like earlier today talking about uh, Avatar three. It's a nine hour cut. Ooh, there you go. And I'm like, how do you even start cutting from that? Like <laughs> nine hours." It's a whole but, day of work. Like, so, oh. Sometimes, sometimes it probably it probably what makes these directors what it, why we kind of consider Martin Scorsese, uh, James Cameron, and and other directors around us kind of like most some of the greats and stuff because it's like they put in into the movie what they want and it's like more mm. of this vision. Like Patty, Patty says, it's like it it it's most of it's necessary where i'm assuming that someone says like oh you can cut that out no that's that's necessary to my story and i think kind of like looking at it through that perspective it's like this must have been the story that he wants to tell and and so it it is kind of like we're we're kind of just sitting in through the story that martin scorsese has placed in front of us and, and we've seen many of them so it's like there's no question about it that um they're good stories (laughs) Yeah, he knows what he's doing. It's not right? his first yeah. <laughs> it would have ended here if it was not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if it was anyone else, they would have cut it right here. But he's like, nope, let it go. Let the film keep going. Well, let, let me a... uh... Yeah. uh go ahead. I have a question for both of you. But I guess okay. it's not a question, it's like a question slash statement. Like as I was watching the movie, they kept saying mook. So I was like, okay, I gotta Google it because I haven't heard I probably heard that word, but it's probably been a very, I'm afraid very long of Google time. things nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but it happens. So they said it so many times in a movie. I was like, no other movie say this. So I googled it just to find out, like, okay, did Scorsese create this word? And I, I end up adding a link um, to my notes, and I think it said it became popular because of so, this movie. Because of the movie, yeah. So right and, here, and I'm assuming it's a derogatory term. Okay, I'll read it to you. What's a mook? Question mark. This is from a uh, grammar phobia. What's a mook? Question mark. Question. Does a pull scene in the film mean streets that revolves around someone being called a mook? I can't find the word in my dictionary. Where does it come from? Did Mark Martin Scorsese invent it? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. I thought I was the only one that thought that. <laughs> uh, the answer in that scene for mean streets, one character calls another character a mook. Nobody in the pool hall knows what it means. Jimmy, the target of the insult, is baffled. Mook. I'm a mook, he says. What's a mook? Movie fans have wondered, too. Uh, Scorsese didn't make it up. Mook is a term that's more or less synonym with jerk or dope. That was, or that is, at least 90 years old. 
It may have come from the 19th century word for donkey. Huh. So it's not even like a derogatory term to like a person's like ethnicity or background. It's like, nope. Like you're a douche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a dunce, right? It didn't like yeah. uh dunce come from like the, the dunce hat and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. You oh, you there gives you some uh some examples. Examples are if we don't pay mooks or we won't pay because this guy is a mook. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that word. I, I I'm pretty sure I've heard it before and I got the sense that it just meant that, like this jerk. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It uh, got caught on from here. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think my oh. mind went the same way as Jason's. I thought it was a derogatory term, so I had to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing that popped up was an Urban Dictionary. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's not derogatory. And it was a grammar <laughs> phobia. <laughs> well, if we're still not sure what it is, like, let's not start, you know. No, 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 no. This is a one and done situation with that word. Yeah, no. <laughs> was, I'm assuming one of us would get punched in the face. <laughs> well that that whole scene that whole scene was pretty funny where like they started fighting each other and like and and i i guess like yeah the 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 way we're talking about like the chaotic way of shooting things and stuff like the guy the person that was filming that that fight scene was like climbing over everything and (laughs) and all this stuff i was like a testament to that camera person (laughs) <laughs> get on the pool table we need that shot oh, actually I, that was coolest. I made a note that that was super cool that yeah was- yeah one of the other shots was that rotating uh camera shot on the pool table when they were like talking to each other but playing pool mm-hmm. that was cool i was like mm-hmm. all right i guess like kind of like thinking like all right this was like cool, some cool shots but like can you imagine like just the actors like like looking at like this camera sitting on like probably like a lazy susan right yeah and yeah I remember you said- and they're pretending but i i i think there there are some good shots that come out of this movie i uh i think it's more like just the way i was watching it at that moment <laughs> <laughs> but, but patty knows it i i i talk about this this app that we have all the time kai and i use this app called letterbox and i think a, a lot of a lot of film or people that like watching a lot of a lot of movies kind of use it to catalog what they watch and everything. But there's a star system, which is uh, kind of a, a one through five star system of five being like a perfect score for a movie, uh, in your opinion. And then one being like or zero stars being uh, this is the worst movie in the world. Uh, Patty, uh, in in one to five stars, what do you, did you give it? A four. A four? <laughs> oh, <come on>. wow. <laughs> I'll be too surprised. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like, uh, background to that, like, I, he thinks I give high ratings to too many movies. There have been mm. few that I give less than a four. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think we, I think Kai and I talked about it in our last podcast. It is uh, beauty is the, in the eye of the beholder. Uh, a film's yeah. rating is like, what you take from that film so if you if you really like the way you you describe the the essence of the person's like life 
that is being filmed by Martin Scorsese, I, I think you took some enjoyment and more enjoyment out of probably kind I from this film because you saw it in a different perspective. Maybe our eye is not so attuned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, she's going to be a, a regular host on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but your yourself, guy, you said you said you may be like keeping with your with your rating right now. What would you give? Yeah, it? I think before we <clears throat> before we decide or before we came on to record, I was going to actually lower my score. But then after <laughs> after Patty's <laughs> explanation, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with my score. Uh, I gave it a three. A three. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like my favorite movie ever. I get it. I get it. What? What? It, it, just to to kind of see the flip side. What were you going to lower it to? I was going to lower it to a two and a half. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is I, I will get to my rating. My rating is a two and a half, and and a lot of times I like I rate my movie like throughout the movie like i'm kind of like all right that's like a two star right now and then if it like if it like transitioned to something else and it's like all right all right i'll give it another star and typically i try to rate these movies like the moment i end the movie to kind of get my first kind of snapshot of like what i felt and granted a two and a half was what kind of stuck in my head and uh i I think like we talk about all the time i'm still trying to attune my tune up my kind of like film eye and rating style and everything and maybe if i went back and rewatched this movie maybe i'll I'll kind of look in in a different perspective i'll have patty next to me uh discussing as to the nuances of charlie and johnny boy and stuff and (laughs) um but maybe maybe that rating would change but i'm sticking sticking with it with the two and a half yeah i'm sticking on my three and patty's four Jeez, I'll give it five. <laughs> but uh, one of our last questions, or our last question, typically we we ask each other, uh, and and Patty, I'll ask you now. If and Patty and I live in the same household, so I'm guessing if if we add it to one person's movie collection, it's in the other person's movie collection too. But yeah. uh, we ask if you were to have your own personal movie collection. Would you add Mean Streets to that collection that you cherish as like your movies? I don't know because I think I want to watch the first one um, that Martin ever directed, and if I like that one better, I want to put that one. But if this is like one of the early ones that I like best, then I, I would have this one in my collection. Okay. Okay. Hmm. What about you, Kai? Would you add this to your movie collection? I think I want to watch it again. And then... <laughs> not in a bad way. I, I I wouldn't, like, right now, after watching it the first time. But I think... I think going in with a different perspective, like, viewing perspective, I think I would enjoy it more. And I actually may add it to my collection. But as of right now, I would not. Mm-hmm. Same. I... I'm kind of in the boat where it's like this is a, a, a Martin Scorsese film. I, I probably wouldn't buy, uh, in in to add to my movie collection. There's a multitude of other movies in Martin Scorsese's filmography that I will definitely add, uh, uh, above and beyond this this film. But I think I think with a rewatch, maybe and and to Patty's point too, as to like watching the the other two movies that came before this um as to like 
how much of a difference this film is compared to his first two. And then compared mm-hmm. to his like what? How many other films after this? Oh, like, this man <laughs> I think he is. Like, I think he's directing another one right now too. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. is. Like, in in uh, I think it also has Robert De Niro too. And, 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 as but, it should. Yeah, as it should. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you you think they like send each other gifts? Like, thanks, man. Like, you you gave me my. <laughs> I'm he rich because sends of him you. a text like, get ready, <laughs> next one's coming. Yeah, we're about to make more money. Well, like picture of a uh, new script and be like, "Hey, you ready?" It just like just sends him money bags. Yeah, just money bags <laughs> next to it. <laughs> For you, anything. I don't even need to read it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I, I think uh, it would be down the road as to whether or not there's other movies I'll, I'll write uh, before this. But um, like, which one? Which one would you add to the collection from Martin? Uh, Taxi Driver for sure. Um, yeah, ta- Taxi Driver. There's Raging Bull. Um, I still want to watch that one. Yeah, Raging Bull was like one of my favorite movies. I remember I watched it as a kid, and I was like, "This is like." Ooh. I remember I watched it as a kid, and I was like, like "Oh man, black and white movie. movie!" And I was like, yeah, <laughs> "You have the uh, The Departed and everything," and but. Yeah, I I think Raging Bull and Taxi Driver are probably like one of my like favorite movies from him. Nice, nice, nice. Mm. Yeah, good ones. Well, there's a lot. The, the the guy is a genius. He has a lot of movies. I'm like looking at his like filmography. I was like, I forget. I haven't watched Shutter Island. I was like, I didn't know that he he directed Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter Island's good. Oh, good. There's another one called Wait. Silence. I've never seen that one either. Nope. I think there's a quite a few that they're. I, I heard the Color of Money is good. I heard that one's really good. It's like a, he's like a pool hustler. Mm. I still want to watch the uh, King of Com- original King of Comedy, first King of Comedy. The original King of first something King? about King of Comedy. It's with also De Niro. <laughs> I know it's almost like assumed that he should be in it, right? Yeah, he's based. I think he's playing his the character that he plays in the that De Niro plays in the, in Joker. Is heavily based oh interesting on, yeah or so there was a reference to it there's like references to that movie something about king of comedy what the heck is in this movie i'm looking for it now too because that one i don't remember that title oh the king of comedy yeah the king of comedy mm-hmm, 1982 oh king of comedy yeah okay oh it does look it kind of looks like like his character in the joker mm-hmm Oh, Jerry Lewis is in here too. Oh yeah, the King of Comedy. Oh. See, there's a whole, there's a. That's the reason why we're doing this podcast, and that's why Patty is like <laughs> typically sitting next to me watching these movies too. Uh, is like it, we like movies and we we enjoy movies and and there there's always the next one to watch, and yeah. uh, and I think that's 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 the the what creates this vice of like <laughs> we, we just want to watch another movie like how many it's movies can we watch in a day honestly. <laughs> talk but, uh, about a lot of different things you can talk about the actors you can talk about the directors you can talk about uh the writers and you can tell sometimes or you can wonder like oh this right here you can tell it was a director or this right here no that was a writer like kudos to mm-hmm. them i think true and that's cool or yeah. just someone deciding hey i want to like this this scene blue or in this like different tint and everything and that would change the emotion 
remember I watched yeah. a whole YouTube video about the color of like a like scene. And I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, like just straight up color theory for for cinematography, and it's like there's a there's a rabbit hole of things that go down, mm-hmm. and you want to learn more about movies and how they're how they're made and the different decisions and kind of artistic decisions and whether or not yeah does does the director make that decision i'm assuming there's some directors that make every single decision yeah. uh, james cameron i think I, I think james cameron is that person that like makes that man wears every single hat <laughs> yeah <laughs> every single decision is it <laughs> anything that's moved <clears throat> why right? is that moved? Start <laughs> at people. excuse what me who doing? moved this they're fired yeah <laughs> God. <laughs> Their face should be one millimeter away from the camera at all times. <laughs> Sorry. Leonardo has to die in the water right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the door's big enough, but he can't fit on it. It's hers only. <laughs> Sorry. But, all right, Kai, you want to take us out? And thank you, Patty, for joining Thanks, us uh, for this uh for this great movie. We we have another movie coming up. Uh, with Patty, and so we'll have Patty again on our podcast. My pleasure. All righty. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Saturday Night Popcorn. I'm Kai. And I'm Jason, and we'll be back next week for another one. See you later. Bye. Uh- <laughs>